Hey everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 72 of Limelight Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we actually have a uh, statue lengthening patient who underwent uh, uh, tibial lengthening. Um, Joseph, welcome to the show, Joseph. Hello. How's it going? Um, so we were guys. We were actually going to have another. Um, uh, patient join us, but I, <laughs> I actually forgot to send him the join link. I was uh, out for, for a business meeting, um, and uh, yeah, I didn't do that. So we'll have him on in a future time, unless he um, sees the link in time. I just sent it to him. But we're going to go ahead and get started with Joseph's um, story and experience. So today's theme is going to be limb lengthening complications. So Joseph actually got his um, limb lengthening surgery done on his tibias. Uh, Joe, when was your surgery? My initial surgery was October 4th, um, and I lengthened for about 40 or 45 days. And because of a complication, uh, I had the second surgery was on Thanksgiving, which was November 24th, 2022. Okay. So um, so just in the past, what, four or five months, you had lengthening done? Yes. And in that short amount of time, you underwent some complications, which you're here to tell us about today. That is correct. Gotcha. Okay. So you kind of provided me with a timeline, but I'm going to let you kind of tell the story. So let's start from the beginning. So let's start from surgery and then take us all the way through to when the complication happened. And let's talk about that. Okay. Well, um, um, I was referred to Dr. Um, Yuxel uh, from another um, limb lengthening patient uh, who had a successful limb lengthening surgery um, that did not have any complications. I did research on Dr. Yuxel, the years of experience, the amount of surgeries that, is, that he's performed. Um, and I thought by me getting limb lengthening surgery would enhance um, my, my looks, my aesthetics, um, my masculinity. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I was 38 years old. I thought I'm not getting any younger. So I thought I went, I would go ahead and do a limb lengthening surgery. Um, I chose, um, lengthening over nail, uh, one thing is the cost. Um, also, the simplicity of the of the procedure. Um, I thought because it's so simple, um, there's like le I thought it's because it's so simple, there's less things that can go wrong. Um, that was my kind of rationale behind it. Uh, I like the fact that you could look at the external fixator and see you know in real time uh, how many millimeters that you're lengthening. Um, that's you know I think that kind of inspired confidence. Um, and um, motivation during the limb lengthening that you can see, you can look at your left fixator and the right fixator compare um, and, and get, get a gauge, uh, you can compare the left to the right. So um, I got my limb lengthening surgery on October 4th. Um, and I, it was rough, I wanna be honest, it was rough from day one. You know, I did, I was able to walk day two. Um, I had a lot of pain, I was able to power through it. Um, it, I did have a lot of swelling in my feet, which in the beginning stages kind of prevented me from exercising. I understand the importance of exercise, but I, also if you have a lot of swelling in your feet, I thought, you know, maybe during the first two weeks, you should let some of the swelling go down a little bit so that maybe during the first two weeks, I didn't do as much exercising as I could have. So I lengthened uh, one millimeter a day. Um, up, up until 
Oh, well, first of all, around around 30 or around when I hit the three centimeter mark, I did have a pin site infection mm-hmm. in my right leg in the upper pin site. Um, okay. For about two weeks of antibiotics, the the infection, two or three weeks of antibiotics, the infection did go away. Um, when I was approaching the four centimeter mark, I started developing Aquinas a little bit. I noticed the Aquinas formation by the changes in posture by me using the walker. When I would use the walker, my back would kind of be arched down a little bit to try to compensate for my for my heels. When I would, when I would straighten my hips, I noticed my my heels would come off the ground. So you know, I so around four centimeters, I actually slowed down to 0.75 millimeters a day that I thought would um, allow more time for the muscles to to expand with the with the bones um, as, as well as the nerves mm-hmm. um, and I also did standing exercises in my room where I would stand with a walker like in one place in my heels after maybe 10 minutes my heels would drop down and that I actually found that effective actually um, but when I reach, you know, closing in on five centimeters, actually five centimeters on my right, maybe 4.8 on my left, um, after my physiotherapy session, I went back to my room. I went to do lengthening. Nothing happened. I didn't fall. Nothing happened. I just noticed an excruciating pain came from my left leg. Um, it was late at night, actually. It was late at night. I really couldn't do anything about it. I had to walk on what was a broken foot to the bathroom and back late at night. You know, I went to the physiotherapy you know, we, we thought maybe it could have been solved by physiotherapy. I got the massage or the, the physiotherapy session. It did not work. So the nurse um, took me to the hospital and did confirm that it was a, a pylon or pylon break uh, just above the talus bone um, caused by the upper um, the lower fixator, um, the lower fixator, essentially, and I'll show you a picture real quick. Um, it's, it was actually, I want to be honest, it was you know, almost like a devastating. I don't know if you can see. I want to zoom that in. Yeah. See where that... Let me uh, make it bigger here. So, yeah, we see the fracture right there. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. So. Um, that, that, you know, so obviously I stopped it. Uh, Dr. Yuck, so he gave me the option to continue lengthening actually after this happened, but I didn't want an additional surgery. I wanted to, you know, just take the lengthening that I got. Um, you know, he did ORIF, open reduction mm-hmm. internal fixation. Yeah. You know, I had the, the monolateral fixators removed on both sides. Um, however, I de- I developed um, it's it's too it's too early it's only 12 weeks post op post um, fixator removal so I'm not I'm not sure if this is a long term complication that I have but I do have a 30 degree um, Aquinas contracture in my left uh, foot uh, or or 122 degrees um, and it's it's like hitting a wall like the right. It's a, the right is not that great either, but it's at least 90. I can walk on the right, mm-hmm. but the left, I've been working with phys- physical therapy. I'm in a nursing home actually right now as we mm-hmm. speak. Um, and I've, you know, I've been working with physical therapy 
uh, for almost two months, actually. And it's like I did not make any progress um, regarding my Aquinas contracture in my left foot. Um, I did see a surgeon in Cleveland. He, he thinks it could be a mechanical impingement, possibly. It's possibly not related to the Achilles. It's, you know, I don't know if it's related to the. Now that that's that's twelve almost. That's eleven weeks post-op right there. You mm-hmm. can see their interweaving of the bone. the The fracture line is less defined. Um, it is more. It looks like it is healing there. That's eleven. Yeah post-op that that was taken on february 9th so just about a a week ago essentially yeah last thursday Thursday. and these are some more of your x-rays yeah when you look where it says l and r that's the right side so that's the lateral view of the right side as you can see the posterior part of my tibia it looks like there's calcification Mm. um if you look the anterior a little less but it looks i mean i think that's Pretty good consolidation for 11 weeks. If you keep on, yeah, scrolling, I can show you the left. But yeah, that's my left pile. You know, you can see it's interweaving. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I see that, man. So, um, so a week ago, so now when you told me that you had this pylon fracture, um, it seems like it's starting to heal a little bit better now. Um, you went to another orthopedic surgeon when you got back to the States to kind of see over your recovery. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I did see an initial. Um, I I really don't want to say the the surgeons right now okay. because I'm, yeah. I'm working with them. I did see right. an orthopedic surgeon. Um, he seemed okay. Um, but there was another one who seemed a little more specialized in limb lengthening. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm seeing him now. I did not I didn't terminate the relationship with the other one. He the first one actually recommended me to see the second one for a second opinion actually because um around because when I got back to the States, I saw mm-hmm. the first surgeon on December 20th. Um, and then he recommended non-weight bearing for a month. Wow. And then I saw him January 17th. And then when I saw him on January 17th, he recommended weight bearing is tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, when I looked at the x-rays on January 17th, I still did see a fracture line. So I was a little skeptical about the weight bearing is tolerated. Um, and, you know, I, so when I, after I had the second, the second opinion on February 9th with the second surgeon, the second set of x-rays, I can see the fracture line is less pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, you know, I was walking today a little bit with crutches, with assistance, with the physical therapist with me. Mm-hmm. However, I was having a little pain in the fracture site. Uh, I'm not sure if that's should be alarm. I want to email them about that. You know, if that should be cause for alarm or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going through some of your uh, x-rays here. I know a lot of these are different times and different healing. Uh, no, oh, these are all from February 9th. Yes. Okay, now, so as you are- see, my, it looks like my legs are different lengths. It, they're really not. What that is is I'm standing up and I have the, you know, I'm, I'm on my tippy toe Yeah. on my, on my left. So right. that's why, yeah. So they use this uh, metal plate with these screws here to fixate and help correct that pylon fracture, essentially. Yes. Okay. Now, what's the prognosis for this um, complication? What did your surgeon say? The one you're working with now that is he is he optimistic about a full recovery or? Um, he said I may need I may need a surgical correction, either for Achilles lengthening or um, a ring a ring fixator 
um, mm. with um, distraction, distracting with a ring fixator, I guess, to 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 lengthen the Achilles tendon. Or um, I did get a CT scan actually, which I didn't see. Mm. Um, so he has more intimate knowledge of it. Um, but you know, he said you know, to do aggressive physical therapy. You know, and I'm going to do probably as my bone heals more, I'm going to increase the aggressiveness yeah. of the physical therapy um, and see how far I can go with that for a year. Um, and, and then after a year or so, then I'll make a decision uh, if I have if I need another surgery on the left side or not. Gotcha, man. That is one big ordeal. Uh, here you are just trying to get limb lengthening done and then yeah, you end up with these complications. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, but you know, I think that the reason why I'm so glad that you came on to share your experiences, um, you wanted to kind of make uh, a note about, you know, um, you know, first of all, you wanted to talk about the device. So if you want to talk a little bit about lengthening over nail, Yes. Um, you know, I used to be a big fan of lengthening over nail actually, but you know, obviously now because of my complication, um, you know, after the pin site infection, after the pylon fracture, um, you know, I, I mean, I personally would not recommend, I know a lot of people do LON and they're perfectly fine. Um, I, I if I would have done precise, I would have never gotten infection. Um, mm. I would have never got the pylon fracture and I probably would have, I would have been able to lengthen probably a little, a little more. Um, so I, you know, in hindsight, I, maybe I should have done either precise or another internal, internal method. Mm. So, so you're, you're pretty much convinced that this, um, how, how did they say that the, the fracture happened? Did they say like it was just from the poor fixation or what exactly happened? Um, you know, the team actually tried blaming me. They said, what did I do? Or they said, mm. what did I do wrong? And I, you know, all I do, I, I do physical therapy. I go to my room and I sleep. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I went to Lincoln. I start, when I went to Lincoln, I started feeling pain. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything to cause it. Gotcha. And um, you have the, so, so really the, the, I guess the good thing about, the complications you have, I'm going to try to bring light to the situation is that a lot of these complications are ones you can recover from, um, you know, like the skin site infection, pin site infection, a lot of times that that's antibiotics you can handle that, which it's probably gone now, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the muscle contraction, like you said, um, how, how far did you lengthen? Um, on the right side, like five and the left side, I think it was like 4.8. Before the injury, I mean, the yeah. competition. Okay. So 4.8. So you're very close there. 0. 0.2 uh, or two millimeters is really not a huge difference. Most people have discrepancies bigger than that and they, they are fine. So that's a good thing there. So as far as, you know, the, the contracture being severe enough to need something like a gastrosoleus recession or uh, Achilles tendon lengthening, which I, I don't think that they're going to necessarily need to have to do. Like you said, trying to get aggressive with your physical therapy should loosen up those tissues and get back the, um, pliability uh to full function but the fracture again with good correction and you know getting back proper alignment and getting that um fracture healed up i mean again the good news is that you should recover really well from this how where are you at right now this is where these these x-rays right here weren't taken today though those were taken uh one week ago well, oh these all from oh, so everything you sent me was from february 9th yes Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So then, yeah. So looking at this, let me just pull it up here and go a little closer. 
Um, obviously, I know that this isn't like a real way to look at an X-ray because it's yeah. you know, a computer screen. But you, you based on it, like the, the fracture is healing. You're getting good consolidation in the fibula and like the tibia as well, right? Yeah, the left the left side's lagging a little bit. Um, yeah. As you can see, the right fibula is a little better. Mm. Uh, the doctor thinks the left fibula will heal. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 That's I, I'm. That's what I'm so glad. Of, but I'm really glad you you came on for this. So. What I wanted to do, like I know the other guy was going to come on, and um, I, I've really kind of mad at myself for not sending the link out where he was in the group. But um, he actually just wanted to talk about his complication, and then we kind of make like a uh, learning experience about all of this. Is that he had um, tibias lengthened as well, and he developed a contracture in the an equinus contracture um, in his ankle, and they had the the surgeon that he got it done from tried to do um, Achilles tendon lengthening and he actually apparently the surgeon either nicked or completely severed I'm not sure what it was uh, his sural nerve which if you don't know is the nerve that runs down um, I think it's yeah posteriorly um, and he yeah there was some neuropathy that he had from that and um, so I think he might have nicked it I don't think he completely severed it but yeah so it is is that you know I wanted to bring up is like picking your surgeon. Um, so if you want to talk a little bit about your experience and like how you picked your surgeon and what you suggest to patients who are thinking about. Um, I want to mention thing. one too. I did forget to mention that I do have neuropathy in my feet too. My, both of my feet are swelling, swelling. Both of my really? feet are swollen right now. And I do have, um, I'm taking gabapentin actually for my okay. nerve pain in my feet. And I do have inter mm -hmm. intermittent shooting pain in my feet and actually, you know, sometimes prevents me from sleeping. Sometimes oh, I have wow. to take yeah, tramadol, like, you know, but mm -hmm. um, I do have pins and needles, paresthesia pain in my feet too. Um, I think right. when I was, when, when I was doing the anesthesia, you know, I heard the, sur the surgeon like pounding really hard. I don't know what they were doing. If they're mm -hmm. really aggressive, it yeah. caused trauma to my nerves, but I have par like, just touching my feet like hurts. Just touching the top of my foot hurts. Okay, so very the sensation is very, uh, uh, like it's very sensitive. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what was the gotcha. question that you asked me though? Yeah. I so the, the question is, yeah. So we're talking about like, um, you know, avoiding these complications. How do you suggest patients go about, you know, I guess researching their surgeons um, to make sure that you know something like this doesn't happen. Um, I would tr I would try to get the the best surgeon that you can afford. Um, you know, obviously everyone would like to go to Dr. Paley. You know, not everyone can afford that, but go to the best surgeon that you can afford. Um, don't try to save money. Um, try to get some references, not their website, but try to find some actual people like on the limb lengthening forum. You know, not connected with them that successfully went through the, the lengthening, you know, how many years have they been doing it? You know, 25 plus years. I mean, like I chose, I thought I, I thought he was, you know, the most experienced one and I had a complication. Also the method, I think the internal, the internal method has less complications than um, LO, than LON. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think that, yeah, like the, the method that they do this, the lengthening. Um, yeah, so I'm actually reading it here. He said he cut my nerve. The other guy, um, apparently he's recovering now, but he needed surgical excision. 
Um, and he has a picture here, but I'm not going to show because he's not here. But he needed tendon lengthening, and that's when he cut the sural nerve. So, uh, yeah, so guys, um, the base, basically, I know this was um, kind of last minute, but like w the point of this all is to kind of just realize that a lot of wrong can happen with limb lengthening. Like, I know I try to focus on patients who go through it successfully, and I think that's the majority. I think a lot of patients, I think it's probably 90% of patients have no complications. And then the ones that do have complications, they're complications like muscle tightness, maybe delayed unions, nerve irritation. Those are the complications that are almost expected, but the complications like these were like fractures and things like that. And then surgeon teams blaming, you know, the patient and stuff. That's probably, I think like two or 3% of people who get this done, at least that comes through me that I find out about, but I think that's still, you know, avoidable. And that's, you know, on your part to do your research and just try to find the best surgeon ask, you know, to speak to other patients, do your research in different platforms and whatnot and find out, you know, the best surgeon for yourself. So, uh, Joseph, I think what we're going to do now is, um, go into the live chat. I think there's a few people there. Um, and if they have any questions, we can talk about that. Does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and do that. So I'm going to go ahead and go in here. So who do we have? Hey, Ben Mendoza. <laughs> Always. He doesn't miss one. Ben, do you have the, uh, the notifications on? <laughs> All right. So we have Kenzie Spiegel. Uh, wait, this is Mackenzie. Kenzie, what's up? It's been a long time. She, uh, she had a lot of complications as well. I actually interviewed her, I think it was like late 2021. Um, and she talked about her complications. How are you doing, Mackenzie? So she said, I had a femoral osteotomy to straighten my limb, which is her femur. She ended up having seven surgeries due to complications, infection, non-union, broken hardware. Um, I hope she's doing well. I hope she responds. But um, I'd love to have her on and just to do a follow-up on her. But it just shows you that anything can happen with the surgery, right? Like it's it's not guaranteed. So if you're getting it done for a discrepancy of deformity, you're going to hope that the benefit or the result is better than what you're living with. But if you're getting enough for stature and you're perfectly fine, you got to understand that there are risks, but you can minim, uh, minimize those risks by picking a good surgeon and doing your start, your part as a compliant patient. Um, and this is some serious stuff guys, because these are your legs. Okay. Or your arms if you're getting that done, but like these are your limbs. So you want to take good care of them. This is your physical health and it can affect your emotional health and everything else. So you do not want to um, end up with a complication. Joseph luckily is, you know, seeking good medical care now and he's on the road to recovery, but <clears throat> I get a lot of, um, messages from patients who get this done, um, from people and they don't end up well. So another doctor from Turkey, it seems like all the horror stories come from there. Avoid going there at all costs. It seems, you know, I, 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 I hate to say that there, there, you know, but there are certain, um, clinics that just, you know, are less experienced in this procedure. Um, but there is a really good surgeon in Turkey, which I did an interview with, and we'll be putting it out sometime later this week. So um, people are working on that. After Hamid, Victor, do you think his complications were because of the doctor? Joe? Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, you know, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it could be the screw placement, the size of the screw. Um, I mean, I really don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Mm. Um, I really don't know the answer to that. Okay, no problem. Yeah, and honestly, that's the thing. It's like, even even if, you know, it was nobody's fault, the point is that it should have been, you know, taken care of by them and say, hey, look, that happened. Let's take care of it. They started to blame you. I think that's kind of, you know, um, 
really really not cool. Uh, Reaper saying, if I heard correctly, Joseph started at one millimeter per day and then went to 0.75 millimeters later. I thought the standard is 0.75 on the tibia as well. So um, is that correct, Joe? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's interesting that they started you. Did they tell you why they started you at that rate? Um, no. I mean, I just, um, that's, that's what the surgeon said to do. So that's mm -hmm. what I did. Okay. So you just listen to the medical advice. See, that's the thing. It's like, you know, medical teams, clinics that are just saying, Hey, let's lengthen that one or 1.25 or 1.5 millimeters per day to get you in and out. Yeah, yeah. I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Um, and I think it's completely ridiculous, Yeah, but, um, I'm glad that you're here to kind of share your story. Um, here we go. Mackenzie said phenomenal. She's fully recovered. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Gotta give it up for Mackenzie. <laughs> um, here what else do we have yeah, okay so that seems like it's all the questions in here and i didn't do a a post in the discord so i think we're probably missing some of our viewers from there but they'll, they'll definitely see this joe so joe do you have anything that you want to say to um you know patients out there uh as a kind of a final i don't know piece of advice that you can give them i know you talked about just trying to find the, the better method find a good surgeon the most that you can afford uh or the best that you can afford uh, but is there anything else that you want to tell them? Anything that you learned during your limb lengthening journey? Um, I mean, I really, I mean, I mean just, I mean, if you can afford it, try going to a U.S. doctor. Yeah. Um, you know, you're probably more likely to get a better result there. You know, I think if you see, if you go to Tur if you go to Turkey or these other countries, you know, they don't really have accountability. I mean, they have their money. Once they get your money, you really can't do anything to them where, if it's in the U.S., maybe they, they have more on the line. Um, they have a medical license here. You know, they have liability here. You know, it might be better if you're a, if you're a U.S. citizen to have it done in the U.S. maybe. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like I wouldn't even, you know, keep it at the U.S. I think that there's fantastic surgeons all yeah. over. Like, yes, the day that I did that interview with the three surgeons, they're all international surgeons from where I am, and they're world class. I think they're probably, you know, top six surgeons in the world. And, um, I can't wait for the interview to come out. I, I hope my guys are working on it really good, but like, um, yeah, no, it, it, I think that what it comes down to is their, their ethics and like, what are they trying to achieve? If it's safety is number one, their number one goal, then I think that that's a good sign. But if they're like, Hey, look, we can, they're patient pleasers. Like they're saying, Hey, we can get you to this height in this amount of time. That's probably what you shouldn't be leading with in a consultation. So if that's, that's usually a red flag. Um, I talk to a lot of patients in consultation. They're asking like, how can I pick my surgeon? Who should I pick? And usually I, I hate to tell them surgeons to pick, but what I do is saying, this is how you pick a good surgeon. And then they, that helps narrow the, the field big time because they can hear from what other surgeons are kind of putting out there on their social media or their marketing or their videos online is that they're pushing, you know, this agenda for getting people in. Um, all right. They, let's they talk about how much you're, they're lengthening, but you know, they're, they're saying this patient lengthened this, this amount in this amount of months, but yeah. I'm saying, are they are they showing their consolidation photos? Are they healing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. And even if they do, it's just like, you know, there's, there's minuscule things that can add up in the long run. So, uh, after is asking, which doctor did you interview in Turkey? <laughs> That's a surprise. The one and only the one that I, the only one that I would recommend from there. Um, Athra. So let's see here. 
I think Ben had a question here. Yeah, I missed this question. He said, how flexible were you when you were using the LON? Um, I was I was reasonably flexible. Um, well, when I hit the, like I said, when I hit four centimeters, I started getting ballerina foot. Yeah. You know, I started overcoming that with my exercises where I would stand in, in one spot. I was, you know, starting to overcome that. Um, but then as soon as I had the complication, mm -hmm. um, I think the Aquinas contracture I have of my left foot, it's not due to the lengthening, it's due to the surgery. Uh -huh. Because um, at, before the surgery, my left foot was actually the good foot. Oh. My right foot was the bad foot. Now the left foot, it has a 32 degree contracture. I see. It, meaning it's at 122 degrees, not 90. Mm. And I'm saying before the surgery, the dorsiflexion on my left foot was better than the, than my right. Okay. Gotcha. So you lost some dorsiflexion. I see. Yeah. And that's from the tightness and stuff. Um, uh, Ben's asking, what was your previous height and what's your current height now? My previous height was 180. Okay. Um, and then, um, I mean, I lengthened almost or to about five centimeters. Um, I did not really do a standing height because of all the things you know, that have happened to me. So um, I really don't know like what my effective height is. Okay. But I do know I do know that like when you you know the X-ray in Turkey, you know I put what I did. I took um, they would put a ruler next to the tibia, and I would go in a I would go in a paint, and I would like you know um, drag. I would make a little line next to the five centimeter thing, and I would drag it over to the osteotomy site on the right side. And it's you know it's basically five centimeters on the right, and the left is like a little less. In okay. five, okay. But I so couldn't really good. correct. I mean, I would have corrected that a little bit, um, but I had the complication, yeah. so like I had to stop lengthening immediately. I couldn't really do anything, and I couldn't really lengthen or make any adjust. I mean, I didn't, you know, I could have lengthened further, but yeah. that that would have required to make you know make new holes, you know, you know, uh, with the fixator into the tibia again. I and it, my tibia already failed once. You know, I didn't want another failure, so I just just quit while I was ahead and just gotcha. said that that's enough. Mm, okay. Well, the good thing is is that you're on the road to recovery, and I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so we'll we'll definitely have to follow up with you in like a couple months when you're you know all back to normal. Now you said you're recovering in a nursing home right now. I am. Yeah, I'm in a nursing what, home. Yeah. What What is your surgeon's prediction for how how your recovery is going? Like, or should it go? Um, well, yeah, my follow-up uh, with the second surgeon is in is in five weeks, mm. um, so it's a little it's a little too early to predict. Um, he does think, you know, he did say I may need I may need a correction. A correction means a surgery yeah. um, of my left to correct that Aquinas because it is it is severe. It's uh, like 32 degrees off. I mean, um, mm -hmm. and it's not like spongy. It's not like spongy. It's like hitting a, a wall. Okay, it's very, you know, very solid. When I, you know, when I got to this nursing home January 10th, you know, they took measurements. Um, it is not, it is not improved at all. Um, you know, my strength has increased. I can walk better than I did before. Um, but my dorsiflexion angle, it's still like 132 or 122, 122. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you're still working on that. Well, um, 
I guess you're going to continue to work on the physical therapy. And then if, you know, need be, then some sort of uh, release would be necessary. But all right. Well, we wish you the best with that. Um, cool. Well, uh, Joe, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience. Um, I think this is important to have these type of discussions every now and then. And uh, the other guy with the uh, sural nerve that was severed um, and he had to get it repaired. I wish him well as well. Um, we'll definitely have to have you guys on again sometime once you're fully recovered. But I appreciate you bringing awareness to this um, topic of complications with limb length. It's huge. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Now you do have, if anybody wants to kind of follow your, your recovery and your story, I think you have a YouTube channel, correct? Yeah. My YouTube channel, it's called the look, the looks maxing channel. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. It's for men that want to like use surgery to improve their looks. Okay. Um, so very cosmetic. I just started, I just started it. Um, mm. That was the purpose of my channel when I started it. Okay. Yeah. So what I'll do, I'll, I'll uh, link it below this video when I do the uh, timestamps and stuff later. Okay. Very cool. Well, appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, guys, I just want to kind of like let you know what's happening uh, this week. So on Tuesday, I did a very early morning before work and my workout and stuff interview with three legendary surgeons. Um, if you've been watching my content, you probably know who they are. Um, we're working on getting that edited and out to you um, sometimes really soon this week, hopefully. And um, I think it's going to be a good interview. It was good. I think that um, we talked about you know, some interesting things about the battle of the nails. And, um, then today I had an interview with, uh, lunch, uh, with the, uh, novelist who's doing a really good, um, I guess, chapter on limb lengthening and the history of limb lengthening. He'll be coming on the channel, doing an interview sometime in the next couple of months as well. So that's kind of what's been happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what else is there to talk about. I know everybody is wants to true, ask me about, is yeah. it true that weight bearing nails, um, it, it it hurts your consolidation and that's words. that's a that's a okay. good point you brought they're actually going to talk about that in an interview so save okay. your questions for that and uh all three of them have different reasons why they think these are like very very unique answers that they they give and i think it's really impressive and one of them really surprised me with why the um the corrosion happened in the uh, stride now so i think it's, it's going to be really cool and they give their prediction on if they could come out with a magic nail, what would it have and what shouldn't it have? And a little disappointing there, but <laughs> I think it's interesting. These surgeons are really world-class, so I'm excited to kind of get them on there. And hopefully we'll do more content with them all because they're very, very hard to get in touch with, these surgeons. So, But um, yeah, man, so thanks so much, Joe. Uh, I appreciate everybody who joined in the chat. Uh, I know it was last minute for the notifications, but I appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, next week, so next Tuesday... I'm actually going to be doing a roundtable with limb length discrepancy patients because we don't do those enough. And then next Thursday, I can't remember what I have planned. I think there's something. Can't remember right off the top of my head. But pretty soon we're going to have a big roundtable with stature lengthening patients. Like I'm talking like eight to ten of them because the roundtable for the limb length discrepancy is going to be like four or five because we don't have as many um, people that reached out for that. But stature length, I'm going to try to get people from old and new and it's going to be crazy. So, all right, guys. So that's what's coming up. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can let them uh, leave them down below. Um, you know how to reach me, contact me. And then Joe's going to, I'm going to post his link to his YouTube channel so you can go subscribe to him, follow him, give him some support. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. So until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life signing out. See you guys next Thanks, time. Thanks, Victor. Peace. See you, Joe.